Thanks for tuning in to Mike's Yoga Podcast. Over the past year and a half, I've been running yoga classes over Zoom to a live group. These are hour-long sessions, and the podcast from now on will mainly be recordings of those sessions. So to join live, go to mikesyogapodcast.com and click on the link. Simple. If you have any health issues or injuries, it's better to join a live class than use recording. So do join in if you can. I'm releasing video sessions periodically on my YouTube channel, so give those a go as well. Just search for Mike's Yoga Podcast on YouTube. Because these sessions are recorded live on Zoom, the audio quality isn't always as brilliant as normal. But I hope you still love participating in these podcasts. If you have a bad back, you should practice caution in forward bending, avoiding coming forward too far. You can bring your hands onto a wall or a windowsill in Uttanasana to prevent overworking a sensitive back. Nonetheless, you can still benefit from forward bends, even if you keep your torso at a right angle to the floor. Just a quick reminder that you should be in good health. That doesn't mean you need to be flexible. That comes with good time. Consult your doctor before you practice if you have any health concerns. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, I'd love it if you gave me a review and a star score. Thanks. For more info and to join in for live online classes, go to mikesyogapodcast.com. Have a great session. Okay, so we've had a couple of days off. Hopefully you used the, um, the recordings to kind of compensate for those days off. Um, it didn't, don't worry, it's, a, it's good to have a holiday sometimes, isn't it? So um, it's good to have a, a rest is as good as a change, or what is it, a change is as good as a rest, something like that, I'll stop rambling. So just sit yourself in a good cross-leg position. Just feel that you're sitting evenly and then just have a little rock about until you feel like you're sitting right on the front edge of the seat bone. Walk your feet underneath your knees and then draw your knees down so that there's almost a slope going downwards from your hips into your knees, or at least there's no kind of upward kind of slope. The hips and the knees are level or the knees are slightly lower. Grip around your knees and then lift and open the chest. Draw the shoulders down away from your ears. Soften your jaw, soften your tongue. Spend a few moments just to focus on long, slow, deep, deliberate in-breaths. Long, slow, deep, deliberate out-breaths. And then as you inhale and exhale, allow your eyes to gently close. So maybe you notice as you start to inhale and exhale deeply, especially as we've had a couple of days off, maybe this is the first time you feel 
So you've taken a good deep breath. For a little while. So as you inhale, feel that you fill the lungs all the way to the periphery of the bronchial tubes. Bringing in energy. Introducing energy into the body through the breath. Release the knees, keep the chest lifted, bring the hands into Namaste, pressing the palms firmly together. So continuing with slow, deep, deliberate in-breaths, slow, deep, deliberate out-breaths. Every now and then notice there's a natural pause at the top of the in-breath and a natural pause at the top of the, at the bottom of the out-breath. So I don't want you to linger within that pause for too long, just a brief moment of acknowledgement and then continue with the breath. So we're just spending a little time aligning the breath and the mind and the body, feeling the physiological responses to the breath, observing the breath in the cognitive brain, focusing on the ambition of the breath through the cognitive brain. Gently release your chin down to meet your chest, chest with an out breath. And then when you're ready, Spend a moment to seek to generate a genuine heartfelt sense of gratitude for something or someone. When you're ready, release the backs of your hands down toward your knees, holding on to that feeling. As you raise your head, allow your eyes to softly open. So grip around your knees, lift and open the chest, drawing your shoulders down away from your ears. Take a good, strong, deep inhalation in through the nose. 
and then with an exhalation rotating from the abdomen so drawing the abdomen from the left to the right as you turn trying to get your belly button to point at that right knee and beyond it using the out breath to intensify the turn back to the center grip around the knees lift and open the chest driving the spine upwards take a good strong deep inhalation in through the nose and then again rotating from the abdomen drawing the abdomen across from the right to the left so the belly button points towards that left knee and continues to rotate beyond the right the left knee Breathe in like nice and softly in through the nose and out through the nose. Using the out breath to intensify your turn. And then come back to the center. Just come off your left and then sit back on your heels for Adamuka Virasana. So just let the legs adjust into the shape of the, of the mat. So let feel the shins that kind of mold into the floor. Feel that the tops of the thighs kind of sandwich the back of the thigh and the calf muscle. So there's kind of real connection between the legs the floor and the legs and each other lift and open the chest feel that there's the, the the lower half of the body is kind of heavy like um like a, a kind of a balancing um you know like a concrete block of balance lift and open the chest and then come forwards but try not to disturb your legs as you come forwards try and slide the seat bones along the heels and then start to walk your hands forwards but without disturbing that foundation of the legs like kind of um, a counterweight on a crane keeping the the, um, the rest of the crane stable lifting the front chest driving the front chest away trying to keep the seat bones down on the heels if you can you can always use a block or a blanket in between the seat bones and the heels if they part company or just adjust a little. Just feel that stretch of the back chest. Continue to breathe nice and softly in through the nose and out through the nose. So feet focusing on the um, on the kind of so, so on the firmness of the foundation of the pose of the legs, of the kind of immovability of the legs, lengthening from the knees into the hips, feeling that length kind of growing from the knees into the hips, 
lengthening from the hips into the armpits, into the hands. So we stretch out the body. Just lift your head and then bring your left hand back underneath your shoulder and then walk your left hand underneath the right shoulder with the palm of the hand facing up. Seat bones might leave um, company with the heels at the moment. Don't worry too much about that. Stretch the left arm underneath the right armpit. You can rest your head on the floor. Just see if you can really feel that you're opening up the shoulder. So be careful of that action for you, Andrew, just nice and gently. Just feeling that you can really stretch into that left arm, but keeping the firmness of the foundation of the legs and keeping the right arm really active. Breathing nice and softly. Release that arm, come back into Adamuka Virasana, just stretching out a little bit. Keep your left hand where it is. Turn the right arm all the way out, stretching that right arm away, bringing the shoulder down onto the floor. If you can, let in the top of your, let in the side of your head rest on the floor, but don't lose the foundation of the legs if you can, um, if you can help it. You might lose contact between the seat bones and the heels because you're lower down onto the floor, but aim to keep that foundation of lengthening from the knees into the hips, turning nice and gently. Breathing nice and softly. And then just stretch, bring that arm back, stretch the arms away. And then again, try and lengthen the knees to the hips. Breathing nice and softly. Come up onto all fours. Um, have your little finger on the edge of the mat, stretch the thumbs towards each other, turn your toes under, step back a little, and then come up into Adamuka um, Svanasana, dog down. So at first, just feel where your body is. You can even wriggle about in the hips a little bit. Just feel what your body is doing. So Andrew, just do Saptabhadakanasana rather than dog down, just to protect your shoulder for the moment. Tighten up your kneecaps, draw the kneecaps into the sockets, push the fronts of the kneecaps through to the backs of the kneecaps, lift the frontal thigh muscle up towards the top of the groin, rotate the thighs inwards. Lift the seat bones so that the shoulder blades move inwards, bend your knees if you can't access that region, so bend your knees, tilt the seat bones up and then activate the shoulder blade region. Continue to breathe as deeply as you were when we were in Swastikasana. So focusing on inhalation, bringing the, the energy into the body. Okay, walk the hands forward, walk the feet forwards, come up into a standing position and then just bring your feet as wide apart as your mat, turn your toes inwards, lift and open the chest, 
raise the arms up, thumbs into the crease of the elbows, wrap your fingers around your elbows, and then come down, come halfway and have your arms on a back of a chair or on a windowsill if you've got back problems or come all the way down if you don't. Just listening to the sound of your breath. In through the nose, filling the lungs to the periphery. Listening to the sound of the breath. Activating those legs, so keeping the legs really sharply activating. Lengthen from the inner heel into the big toe and then spread out into the little toe side. When you press the big toe down, you activate the thighs more deeply. So feel that that inner leg, that that inner heel into the inner big toe can help you to stamp the big toe down, the neck of the big toe down. And then you splay out with the toes from there. Turning the thighs inwards, rotating the shins inwards, so that you feel the backs of the thighs, backs of the calves broaden outwards. So the action of turning the thighs inwards creates a reaction of turning, of being able to turn the, the backs of the thighs outwards from the big toe side to the little toe side. That action in turn frees up the hips. And you just come down a little more deeply. Okay, release your hands down to the floor. Bring your hands into your hips, bend your knees on the way up if you need to, or come up with straight legs and then come up into your standing position. Just be in Tadasana, lift and open the chest. So after letting the chest kind of elongate and hang down, feel that there's a distinct action of lifting in the chest. So tighten the kneecaps, turning the thighs in, in the same way as we were doing in Tadasana. So feeling that the as you turn the thighs inwards, the backs of the thighs, so the, the fronts of the thighs turn inwards, but the backs of the thighs broaden outwards. So that from the if you turn the fronts of the legs, the backs of the legs broaden outwards. That's an important um, observation. So see if you can press the little toes down into the floor to suck the outer thighs in at the same time as rotating them so that you can suck the outer hips in and you can do that tube of toothpaste action up into the chest. Bring your arms out nice and wide in towards the chest and then come back, come um, step or jump the feet nice and wide. Turn your left toes in and your right leg and foot all the way out. Now you might need some blocks for this. So just grab some blocks where you can reach them. I should have perhaps said that before, but, um, and then come back to the, to the standing part of the pose. So in these poses where we bring the hips around, so we've got to try and really turn the hips to face this front leg. It really comes from this front thigh. So it's often useful to pick up the heel 
of that back leg and turn that thigh inwards. It frees up that leg to turn. And then you feel that this back thigh broadens outwards and then bring the heel down. So your hips are kind of level with each other. There's not one higher than the other. They're level with each, with each other, but they're also facing the front end of your mat. So activate the kneecaps of both legs really firmly. Activating the kneecaps of both legs, stamping the little toe firmly into the floor to suck the outer thighs in. So you lift up into the chest, keep the hands on your hips, swinging the elbows back behind you, and then reach down, find the blocks. So be high up on blocks to start off with. Pick up the back heel, rotate the back leg, the thigh inwards a little more, the front thigh inwards a little more. So you can really feel that that back thigh broadens outwards. Keep stamping that the neck of the big toe into the floor. Make sure that the heels are in line with each other and then try and swing that back leg hip forwards a little. Lift and open the chest. Come up onto fingertips on your blocks. So you can access, so we've been focusing on the levelness of the hips and the action of the legs. But when we come up onto fingertips, we can then extend into the spine. Breathing nice and softly, soft in the jaw, soft in the tongue. Lengthening from the big toe into the inner heel with that back foot. So you can stay here, or if you can reach down and find the floor, then find the floor. So really work into, so the heels are in line with each other. Really working to rotate that back leg, firmly rotating that back leg and then extending the front chest away from the legs. Paj Vatanasana. Breathing nice and softly. Activating the front leg just as firmly as you're activating that back leg. Remember levelness of action. Breathing nice and softly. If you can, you can walk your hands back towards the back leg and then lengthen the um, chest along the front leg. Try not to just drop your head because it makes you round your back, makes you push your shoulder blades out. Keep extending the front chest forwards. Breathing nice and softly. Just observing your limits and not overworking, not underworking either. Walk your hands forwards, project the chin and the chest forwards, bend the front leg and then step forwards, come up into a standing position. And then come back up into Tadasana. Bring your blocks over to the other side. And then stand in Tadasana, lifting and opening the chest. Breathing nice and softly, spreading the toes, pressing the little toes down into the floor, sucking the outer thighs in, sucking the hips in, tube of toothpaste in up into the chest. Arms out nice and wide in towards your chest and then step or jump. Nice and wide, just release your hands for a second. Turn your right, right toes in as steeply as you can. So sometimes it's difficult to turn that leg enough. 
Because if you don't turn that leg, this turn of the thigh is very hard. So just turn as much as you can. I'm kind of leaning back a little in the hip and turning that foot as much as I can and then rotate on the other foot. And then pick up that back heel and turn from the front of the thigh. Rotate the front of the thigh inwards really, really deeply. So you start to feel the back of the thigh broaden outwards. So turning that thigh, that front of the thigh inwards and broadening the back of the thigh. And then bring the hands onto your hips, lifting and opening the chest, squeezing the elbows towards each other as you come forward. And reach down and find the blocks. Be on the heels of the hands to start off with and then just adjust, adjust the legs, adjust the feet. So make sure that your heels are in line with each other to start. Is that, that's your kind of balance state um, element of the pose. And then lengthen from the heel into the big toe of that front foot. And then pick up the heel slightly, lengthen from the big toe into the heel of that back leg. Keep rotating the front of the thigh inward so you feel that the back of the thigh broadens and it brings this back leg hip with it. And sorry, before we go down, come up onto fingertips so that you've got the legs with the hips level and then lengthen the chest forwards, breathing nice and softly. Just spend some time in the pose, feeling if you can identify levelness within the pose, evenness and balance. If you can, you can get down onto the floor, but not at the expense of rounding your back. You've got to keep your back shooting forwards, lifting the front chest forwards, breathing nice and softly in through the nose and out through the nose. Listening to the sound of the breath. And then just start to walk your hands back towards the back leg. So either side of the hips, walking the hands back. But again, not kind of losing your back. So we're not trying to become a tortoise. We're trying to maintain kind of concavity in the shoulder blade region. So drawing the shoulder blades in, feeling that you can work the legs evenly. Often in this pose, it feels very back leg orientated and you often lose the front leg. So work to maintain evenness of the legs. Observe the legs. So there's the cognitive brain that's trying to do the kind of hard work, but then cognitive without cognitive observing and correcting is ineffective. So try and activate, but then observe. Activate and feel the pose. So we're doing, we're feeling, and through feeling we're seeing. Breathing, thinking, and being. Okay, walk your hands forwards, bend the front leg, step in, and then come up into a standing position. It's back into Tadasana, just feel that you've given your backs of your legs a really good stretch. The backs of the hips, the gluteal muscles have had a really good stretch. Just reset yourself in Tadasana. 
chest and into the sound of the breath. Stretch your arms forwards, interlock the fingers right into the webbing of the hands, turn the palms all the way out, and then raise your arms over your head, but dangly asana. Softening the jaw, softening the tongue. Listening to the sound of the breath. You can keep your eyes still, just look forward. Just look at something that doesn't move. So that action of Parjvottanasana really kind of helps to open up the um, backs of the legs, doesn't it? The backs of the gluteal muscles get a really good stretch. But there's should be as much action in the arms and the torso and the chest as there is in the legs. And it's difficult to even out the action of the legs, isn't it? release your arms interlock the fingers the wrong way so that the opposite index finger is on the top and then raise your arms up over your head keeping the legs in tadasana just being foot minded with the pose so we're ultimately stretching out of the feet but maintain that feeling, seeing action of the feet. So you're lifting the insteps, but you're not drawing all of your weight onto the outsides of the feet, lifting the toes off, the, or lifting the big toes off the floor. There's a levelness to that lift. The insteps are lifting, hopefully. If they're not, then push the inner knees away from each other, suck the inner knees up towards the groin, turning the thighs inwards but it's even that you're not kind of pushing all of your weight to the outside of the foot. Okay, release your arms, come back into Tadasana. So feel the energy in the arms, just as perhaps you felt the energy in the hips, in the backs of the buttocks, in the tops of the thighs, coming out of um, Parjvottanasana. Bring your arms out nice and wide in towards your chest and then step or jump, go wide for Prasarita Padottanasana. So have your hands on your hips and turn your toes inwards. If you can't reach the floor, have some blocks for your hands. So just have some blocks for your hands where you can reach them. Turn your toes in. So be nice and wide. The wider you can go, the easier it is to bring your, um, your head down to the floor. But you've got to start with the toes turning inwards, even if you have to bend your knees in order to do it. So turn your toes in and then really activate the legs tight and the kneecaps. Have your hands on your hips. Press the little toe into the floor and then suck the outer thigh inwards. So the more you suck those outer thighs in, the more you start to rely on the inner heel, inner heel slightly, but the more length you get up into the chest. Suck those outer thighs in, hitch 
have the hands on the hips, winging the elbows back, hinging at the hips, and then come halfway. Find the blocks or the floor. So just have your hands underneath your shoulders, and then just let your legs go for a minute. Don't do anything with your legs, even bend your knees. So the legs aren't really activating. And then maybe you notice that your spine feels kind of dull. There's not very much going on anywhere. So first action, re-straighten the legs, tighten the kneecaps. Turn the thighs inwards as though you're doing Tadasana. Press the little toe into the floor so you suck the outer thighs in. And then that action in itself helps you to really find um, lightness in the legs. So you suck these outer thighs inwards, the outer thighs suck in towards the inner thighs. Project the chin and the chest forwards as we were trying to do in Parjvottanasana. And then work to draw the shoulder blades in towards the chest. So there should be little weight on your hands at this stage. So it looks like your weight is quite heavily on your hands. So bring your, it might be the camera angle, but bring your hands underneath your shoulders at first anyway. And then suck the outer thighs in, turn the thighs, the fronts of the thighs inward so there's space in your hips, keep the front chest long and then try and draw your head down towards the floor. Use a block under your head if you can't reach. Bring the heels of your hands in line with the heels of your feet. Keep sucking those outer thighs inwards. And then your legs feel like they're becoming lighter, but lengthen from the pelvis into the feet, from the feet into the pelvis. Breathing evenly. You can reach around to your heels, reach around the heels, but don't let all of your weight um, kind of land on your head. It should be the legs that are doing the lifting. Breathing nice and softly. So using whatever equipment you need, you can just stay at the first stage, just working with the hands on the blocks just to extend the spine or all the way into the pose. Your hands around the edges of the heels. Suck the outer thighs inwards. So really work those outer thighs. So press the little toe into the floor, suck the outer thighs inwards. So this was the action we were doing on Friday. release your hands bring your hands forwards underneath your shoulders just come back to the halfway point and then bring the heels of the hands onto the floor and then step or jump your feet back together and then come back up into tadasana tighten the kneecaps raising the arms over your head urdhva hastasana Breathing nice and softly in through the nose and out through the nose. Just feel how your energy, if you're breathing fully, how your energy kind of accumulates in the areas of the body that seems to do the most work in the pose. Breathing nice and softly. The palms are, power, are facing each other, the arms are parallel. If you can't straighten your arms, just bring them out a little wider apart. Breathing nice and softly. Just gently release hands down to the floor. 
and then come down onto all fours and place your palms of your hands at shoulder width. Step back, turn your toes under, have your feet hip width apart, and then come up into Adamuka Svanasana. Just feel the energy of the previous poses assists this pose. So we create energy through extension, through focus. We can use that energy to drive us through our next poses. So if your heels are really high, that's good because it means your seat bones can lift. But see if you can just gently lengthen the backs of the calves from the back of the knee down into the heels, pushing the fronts of the shins through to the backs of the calves at the same time. Lengthening from the backs of the knees up the back of the thigh towards the seat bones. So there's that two-way stretch of the backs of the legs. So listen to the sound of the breath. Okay, and then come down onto your knees, sit back on your heels, and then come forward into Adamuka Vyasana, but trying to maintain the kind of ballast of the legs in the pose. So observe that as you come down, bringing the head down onto the floor, that the front chest tends to shrink as you come down. So really work from the knees along the thighs into the hips and then keep the front chest long. It might mean you have to lift your head off the floor, but that's really what we, sometimes you just have to learn how to lengthen before we bring the head down. So we can maintain that length. Okay, release your arms and then bring your up, keep your head down on the floor and then stretch your arms um, along the sides of the legs. So it's traditional child's pose. Now I find this pose a little heavy on the head. It feels like all of my weight drives forwards into my head and it's uncomfortable, I don't really like it. But then if you lengthen from your shoulders into the fingers, to really feel that you get length from the shoulders into the fingers, there's the length, the weight kind of redistributes itself towards your feet. So lengthen from the shoulders really deeply into the fingertips. Feel that there's length into the hands, into the fingertips. In nice and softly. Okay, release your hands and then sit back on your heels. As you sit back on your heels, just notice that there is that kind of surge of energy that you get from coming out of a forward bend. There's a lift and an opening of the chest. 
and the energy rises up towards the shoulders, towards the head. And then just gently release your legs and then come back, come down onto your back for Supta If you want to do a headstand right now, you can, but I think sometimes it's good just to re-ground yourself. So if you, if you want to do a headstand, then by all means, go for your headstand at this stage. But there's something really grounding about Sutta Badakanasana. So just allow yourself to just rest into the floor. Broadening from the belly button all the way out to the side abdomen. Abdominal walls. Breathe in nice and softly, soft in your jaw and in the tongue. If you're not activating your legs, then make your legs dynamically active. So lengthening from the inner legs to the inner knees, the inner knees around to the outer knees, and then the outer leg, outer knees into the outer thighs, outer ankles, outer hips. Broadening the abdominal walls down towards the floor so that the lumbar almost becomes flat down onto the floor. Lengthen your arms up towards the ceiling, interlock your fingers. So if you've got problems with your shoulders, you can just stay with the hands at the sides of the body. So maybe Andrew, if this, this might be a little strong for your shoulders, perhaps turn the palms all the way out, thumbs into the crease of the earth, thumbs in contact with each other and then lengthen your arms along the floor. You can always put folded blankets or um, blocks or whatever you need underneath your hands if you want to extend your shoulders, but there's restriction in your shoulders. So soften your jaw, soften your tongue. Listening to the sound of the breath as it enters and as it exits. And then release the arms back up towards the ceiling. Just turn the palms to face the body again and then swap the interlock of the fingers so that the opposite index finger is on the top. And then turn the palms out again and then extend your arms along the floor, keeping the legs active, keeping the abdominal walls driving down into the floor. Supporting your um, shoulders by putting blocks or blankets underneath your hands you don't overwork your shoulders if there's stiffness if there's stiffness in the hips then put blocks underneath the thighs but if you activate your legs your legs become more kind of self um kind of gauging if you like 
so that they can tell how far you can go if you it's when you let your legs just kind of flop that you often overwork in the hips but if you can make the legs dynamic by lengthening from the inner leg to the outer leg or inner leg to the inner knee inner knee around to the outer knee outer knee into the outer leg into the hip and into the um, ankle then the legs stay more kind of self-contained. Okay, release your arms. Just rest your hands on your lower ribs for a moment or two. If you're in headstand, bring yourself down. Then just gently draw your knees towards each other. Stay for a moment with the knees together, the feet apart, just so that there's kind of release in the hips. Now draw your knees in towards your chest. Just have a little rock from side to side from top to bottom just giving yourself a gentle massage on the spine and then just roll over into your right side and then straighten out the top leg come back up into a seated position and up into cross legs so sitting on a lift or sitting directly on the floor, if you can lift the chest, if you struggle to lift the chest, then sit on lifts. Just grip around your knees, lift and open the chest. Spend a few moments just to listen to the sound of your breath. So the sound of your breath and being observant of the sound of the breath is one of the first keys to successful pranayama. Take a good deep, deep breath in, lift in the chest and with the exhalation, turn yourself to the right side, drawing the abdomen across, the ribs across, the shoulders across, keeping the neck soft. Feeling the effects of the turn and working in sympathy with your own body. So don't crank yourself around if, it's, if there's restriction. Just observe that restriction and respect it. Using the out breath to just gently intensify the turn. And then come back to centre grip around your knees. Lift and open the chest, driving the chest upwards. Take a good, strong, deep in breath in through the nose. And with the exhalation, 
turn all the way around to the left. Again, just noticing and observing and feeling and seeing. So we do the pose, we feel the pose. And through feeling the pose, we create a three-dimensional mental image of the body. So we see the body, especially the parts of the body that we can't see with our eyes. We see the body through our feeling. out breath to turn a little more gently or a little more intent intensively but with gentleness and then just gently come back to the center just lift and open the chest draw the chin down to meet the chest and just spend a few moments just Resettling the breath. The chin and the chest are in connection, Jalandra Banda. Just breathing fully and deeply. Allowing the breath to reach out into the tips of the bronchial tubes. Jalandra Banda divides the hot energy of the solar plexus in the kind of diaphragm region and the cool energy of the lunar plexus in the brain. Gently release your head. Looking forwards for a few moments. And then just release yourself from your crossed legs. Get a blanket for your head. And just allow yourself just to be in a really good straight line. Just move any equipment out of the way that might get in the way. And then just rest down into the floor. Just have your blanket underneath your head. If you feel at first that you don't, that you're not entirely sure that you're comfortable or feeling straight along the floor, just bend your knees, pick up the buttock bones, lengthen the buttock bones away, or lengthen the buttock flesh rather away from the spine and then realign your legs as if you're doing Tadasana along the floor and then just let your legs fall apart.
to hook your muscles so that you just become a little heavier on the floor. Let the body release into the floor. Softening your jaw and your tongue. Allowing the body to release down into the floor. Perhaps after a little while, you notice that your energy rises to the top of the skin, the uppermost skin. Just use your in breath and your out breath to redistribute that energy body fully. When you're ready, just gently wiggle your toes, wiggle your fingers, just bring yourself back into this pose of Shavasana. And then bend up your knees, pull your knees in towards your chest, just rock from side to side, top to bottom, just giving yourself a gentle massage on the spine. Grounding massage, just bringing your energy back into the body. And then just roll onto your right side. Just stay down for a breath or two. And then straighten out the top leg. Come back up into a seated position. Just a final legs in, in cross legs in, with the hands in the masti. Just a final spinal lift. Close your eyes, draw your breath in through your nose, down into the abdominal region. So that you become aware of the energy that you have released through your practice this morning, that good, positive, healthy flow of clean energy that the extensions, the forward bends, the twists, the inversions bring to the body and to the mind. Draw your chin down to meet your chest. Just spend a moment to acknowledge the positive energy you've created inside. And then send some of that positive energy out into the world, to people, to places, to things that need our positive energy. Place the backs of your hands down towards your knees, palms facing upwards. Raise your head, allow your eyes to softly open and release your eyes to softly come back. 
Thank you very much. Thank you. So hopefully you feel like you've given yourself a little bit of um, kind of energy for your day. You've kind of woken your body up and you're ready to take on your day. So thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks for joining in. Remember, please give me a star rating on Apple Podcasts and join in for live classes if you can at mikesyogapodcast.com or subscribe to my YouTube channel. Just search for mikesyogapodcast.com on YouTube. Thank you very much. Have a great day. Thank you.